Welcome to Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. This podcast will take you on a journey into the world of gin, where you'll experience this versatile spirit in ways you never thought possible. Now the host of Ginspired, Heather E. Wilson. Hello and welcome to Ginspired, where we talk about and celebrate everything about the wonderful juniper-laced spirit called gin. I'm your host, Heather E. Wilson, and on today's episode, I welcome Tanya Schmittner, who's from Germany, and a woman who says about herself that she is all about gin. Tanya, also known as Ginny, is the host of Ginny and the Bottles Tastings, co-host of Juicy Sip, a YouTube channel about gin, member of the jury of the International Women's Trophy, and last but not least, is now producing her own gin. Woo! So today we're going to chat about her gin-inspired journey, her favorite gin picks and cocktails, and what it really takes to create your own gin. And of course, we are going to share cocktails, and there could be a gin-incident story or two. Welcome, Tanya. Hi, Heather. Thank you that they can be here. Yes. Awesome. So first, as with all episodes... Let's start by sharing what we are drinking today. And Tanya, you get to go first. What are you drinking today? I try to make a silver gin fizz in a kind of Canadian way. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of the sugar syrup, I use a maple syrup. Ooh, yum. And I took the Empress 198 gin. Do you know that one? Of course, yes. It's a blue gin, and I really hope that the cocktail will become like pink or purple, but it's not. <laughs> but I hope it tastes good, but I haven't tried yet. Take a sip. I'm sure it tastes excellent. Yes. All right. So today I'm having what's called a gin daisy. And a daisy is a style of drink, and sometimes you can have them with, you know, it doesn't have to be gin. But this is a gin daisy, and it's made with gin, Cointreau, lemon juice, a little bit of grenadine, and a splash of soda water. So it's super light, fruity, and citrusy all in one, and it is like the perfect cocktail for the summer. For like sitting on a patio, enjoying the great outdoors. So, cheers. Cheers, Heather. All right. So, let's chat about you. And did you always love gin? Like, did you grow up with it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really started to drink very, very early. My dad was a gin and tonic lover. But right. uh, in that time, there was only gin and tonic, not a specific gin or tonic, just a, you know, mixture. And when I was like, I don't know, 13, 14, I was allowed to have a drink with him. And it was always gin and tonic. Oh, that's amazing because most people don't have such an early memory. So that's great. Well, great and not great, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Europe's completely different than here. Here, we're not allowed to at that age, but... It's also the same in Germany. You're allowed with 16 to drink wine and beer, and the spirits only with 18. Okay. If you know, if you do it at home with a daddy, it's nobody okay. sees it. <laughs> All right. And so your first gin was probably something pretty standard, like... Yes, I guess like Gordon's. Gordon's, I was going to say. Gordon's. Yeah, with Schweppes, tonic. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much standard. Well, at least it wasn't lemon gin. You know, <laughs> everyone has horror stories about lemon gin. So I'm glad you didn't have that one. <laughs> no, I don't. 
<laughs> okay, so then let's move forward a bit. And so how did gin end up being such a big part of your life? I went ongoing gin. I mean, I'm also a wine lover. So with dinner, I usually have wine. But when I'm at a bar, I have a tonic usually. Right. And like 10 years ago, it came up that there wasn't only one gin, but different kinds. And so I started, every time I was in a bar, I asked for a new gin and a different tonic. And so I tried as much as possible. Right. And from the hotel business. So when I was younger, I was a manager of a hotel in Hamburg. But because I have two children, I stopped working at the hotel. And when the children grew up, I was looking for another job. So I had the opportunity to do consulting for a hotel company who were looking for ideas what they can do with their guests when the weather is too bad. So my idea was between some others to do tastings. And then they asked me just to prepare tasting for them. So I did a gin tasting because gin is not very difficult, very easy to learn about. Right. And I knew already a lot of gin. So I did it and the tasting was successful, but they still said no, they don't want to have it at their hotels because wellness hotels mm. and they don't want to do too much with alcohol and wellness hotels. And so I had all the knowledge and I said, okay, then I do it by myself. So I became unemployed, uh, self, not unemployed, self-employed <laughs> with my gin tastings. And that was the beginning. Okay. So you went off on your own, you make, created your own business, and that's where Ginny and the Bottles came from. Exactly, yes. Okay. And do you only do gin tastings, or you do other kinds of tastings too? I also do rum tastings now, but I started only with gin tastings. Okay. And uh, during Corona, I did the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, Spirits Level 3. Mm-hmm. So I have all the background, the knowledge. And then I could do every spirit tasting, but I think I can only be good if I drink the spirit and if I like the spirit. So I added rum and nothing else. That's enough for my liver. (laughs) (laughs) So Ginny in the Bottles is kind of your full-time job right now. Mm -hmm. No, it's not a full-time job. It's a part-time job. Okay. I would like to do more tastings, but, you know, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or even Sunday evening, nobody wants to do a tasting. Sometimes I have companies' events, but normal tastings are only Thursday to Saturday evening. Okay. And so the rest of the days, you're, like, working hard on your social media and doing other things? Working on social media, working on my own gym. And also, like, you know, I have a house, I have a garden. There's also a lot of work to do. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about your gin in a second, but first I wanted to talk about your YouTube channel that you co-host because that's a really cool show that you have. Can you tell us about that? Thank you. Yes. I do have the YouTube channel with my friend. Her name is Jennifer, but she's as gin time with Jane on Instagram. Yeah. The channel is about gin and we call it as a juicy sip because should be a little bit funny mm. and sometimes maybe a little bit, you know, in the gutter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, we are too sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yes, we have two gents which we present to our listeners and talk about different scents. We meet in bars on distilleries, so we also have interesting location to talk about. Yeah, that's it. It's most about it. So you basically just go to bars you each drink a gin, talk about it, and then talk about weird random things and have a great time, and you film it. That's what we're doing, yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. If I ever come visit, You're I'll, our guest. <laughs> I'll do a surprise walk-on and be there. That would be really fun. 
I guess yeah, yeah. super fun. Okay. Yeah. So now, yeah. Like, so you said you started to make your own gin and you don't have a distillery. So how does that work? And what inspired you to start making your own gin? Okay. First, when I started to do gin tastings, people always ask me, why don't you do your own gin? Because you have all this knowledge about it. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, you know, there's so many gins on the market and every day I see another new or 10 new gins. But during Corona, I was a kind of bored because I couldn't do gin tastings. And I'm not the kind of person who likes to yeah, sit around and do nothing. So I said, okay, I just start to think about maybe I do my own gin. And looking for a friend who wants to do gin for a distillery. And while I was looking on the internet for distilleries and their products, I figured out there's liquor called Saint Benedictine. And the ingredients of this liquor sounds for me very much like botanicals for gin. Mm. So I said, why not making a gin with these ingredients? Because also my son's name is Benedict. And, you know, there was somehow a fit. <laughs> and yeah, so I started to take these ingredients to talk to the distilleries. I'm not working with this distillery, but with another one. And told them about the yes ingredients I wanted. I looked up in another book for food pairing, which different uh, ingredients would also fit to this. Mm-hmm. And now we have a recipe. That's how far I am. And at the same time, I was looking for nice bottles. I would like, would like to have a very special bottle. And the uh, bottle is now also in the making. And I really hope that the gym will be on the market in summer. Okay. And its name now, it's not Benedict, but Bene, because there was already a gin called Benedict. And Bene is even better because in Italian, or oh, the Latin, it means good. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect word for gin. Yeah, so you've incorporated your son's name with a cool Italian Latin name. Yes, exactly. And so once you have your bottles... Like, do you know how to get them into the stores? Like, do you have a plan for that? Like, how does that even work? As I'm in the business already for five years, uh-huh. I know a lot of people. So I think, I hope, I talk to people already that I'm very easily in some online shops, right. I hope. Yep. I would do, of course, my own homepage with my own shop. And as I'm from the hotel business, I know some hotel owners or managers or barkeepers. So I will talk to them and... Okay. Just try and error. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's good that you know people. (laughs) I couldn't imagine trying to get it into a store not knowing anyone. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about gins Mm -hmm. and your favorite ones. And I know as a gin enthusiast such as myself, it's almost impossible to pick a favorite one. So let's say what are the top three gins you're currently drinking you know usually the favorite one changes over time but for right now i'm sure you've got three on your shelf that you are currently drinking so okay i decided to choose one from germany mm-hmm. which is called freedom rebels Ooh. the name is english but yep. it's from berlin and it's a very classical gin even if the name Freedom Rebels doesn't sound classical. It is. It has fifty percent. What is that in English? Alcohol volume. Wow. Okay. So that's like quite high, but it's so smooth you can drink it neat, no problem. And it goes very nice with nearly every tonic, so it's very easy to drink, and I love it. It's one of my absolute favorites. Okay. All right. So what's next on the list? The next one I chose from Britain. 
It's, everybody knows, Hendrix gin. Oh, yes. yes. But in this case, it's one of its so-called limited releases, the yes. Midsummer Saltage. Mm. Yes, I've had that one. Yeah, isn't it nice? Yes, it's very nice. I actually prefer it over regular Hendrix. <laughs> mm, me too, me too. This one, I mean, somebody told me that it will not be on the market for very long. So I bought like 16 bottles <laughs> just to make sure to have it for the future. <laughs> yeah, those limited editions, they come and they go and that's it. Yeah. And I also have a little Febogen from Canada too. And it's Romeo's gin. Oh, yes. I've had that many times. They've even been on this show. I know. I thought, yes. <laughs> and it's very nice. I mean, I bought it once because the nickname of my partner and me are Juliet and Romeo. Mm. So I bought this gin for him just because of the name. Ah. But it turns out to be really, really nice. Yes. So we have it. Yeah. Wow. I'm amazed you can get it there. Yes. I mean, it's an art edition, and I think there are probably different pictures, but we always have the same here in Germany. Okay. It doesn't matter because of the gin, not because of the art. Yeah, the artwork changes, and then there's... So Romeo's now has two other gins, too. But okay. Probably only getting the regular Romeo's, but there is a yeah. Romeo X and a Romeo V. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. they all so it's 10 and 5? Yeah. The numbers are, yeah. Yeah. They taste very different, but you can still tell they're Romeo's. Like they're mm -hmm. something. So maybe you'll get access to those soon too. That would be nice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So do you have a fun gincident story that you can share with us? Uh, my gincidences that happen like once or twice a week yeah. are, not fun, are not funny. <laughs> because I'm not drunk or something like that. It's just no, about no, work. No, because you know, I do my I do blind tastings. So oh. I have to spill the gin from the yeah, it's a normal gin bottle into a neutral bottle. Right. And uh, usually I use a funnel, but sometimes I'm in a hurry or just too lazy to get the funnel and I have to clean it always in between. And so um, I do it without. And every time I do it without, I spill the gin. In a good case, uh, on the floor, but sometimes on my pants, on my shoes, so I'm smelling all day like gin. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least it smells good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's better than having beer spilt on you or something. Mm. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> the lesson here is always use your funnel. Yes, it is, but like, mm. yes. <laughs> because it actually takes longer to clean it up. Exactly, yes. And I have to clean it up. You know, I have always six gins in the tasting, so I have to clean it up six times, and it takes some time. Yeah, so <laughs> try to do it without. <laughs> oh, one question that we haven't actually covered is, where did you come up with the name Ginny in the Bottles? Now, I know you like to be called Ginny as your mm -hmm. other name, but did somebody give you that? Did it just no. I can't tell you. It was just one day when I thought about I wanted to do gin tasting. It was just on my mind. Huh. No idea why. Wow. That's great, though, because usually people agonize over the names of mm -hmm. things, right? So you seem to be pretty good at naming things. So mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to ask me or share? No, I think that was it for the moment. Okay. Awesome. Well, and there you have it. Everything you wanted to know about Tanya, her gin-tastic gin journey, 
some really yummy, cool new gins, all about her YouTube channel, her tasting company, and her own new gin, and so much more. Thank you so much, Tanya, for being here today and sharing your passion for gin. It was a pleasure, Heather. And thank you for listening. Be sure to leave us a review and check out the show notes for links to all of Tanya's social media and YouTube channel and all that good stuff. And theginshop.ca for all your gin clothing and novelty needs. And until next time, remember, it's always gin o'clock somewhere. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ginspired, brought to you by theginshop.ca. If we've ginspired you, let us know by leaving us a comment and a review. Or drop us a note at heather at theginshop.ca. We may even read your email or feature your ginspirational story in an upcoming episode. And remember to follow us on social media. Until next time, let the party be gin. <laughs>